Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace, and we are blessed that you have decided to take some time out of your day and join us here. Um, if you are a first-time listener, uh, we want to say welcome and to let you know that we have a, a number of past episodes that you can listen to. Uh, in fact, we got about five years' worth. Or is, uh, it's getting up in the, in the mid-200s, I believe, and so to access that, you can go to Shouts of Grace Radio. Uh, dot com and you can um, have access or you can go to Spotify or all those other things that I don't know <laughs> that exist. Um, and so just punch in shouts of grace radio and you're going to, you're going to find it. Um, and if you are a return listener, uh, we want to say welcome back and thank you for listening and for your support. And as always, we want to give a shout out and a thank you to key radio for the use of their studios um, here in Provo, Utah. Um, if, if you've been with Shouts of Grace, you know that we have different guests on the air here, uh, first on the radio, and then it goes to the, uh, to the podcast format, and they're usually different pastors or church leaders from around Utah, the United States, and every now and then we might do one from out of the country, but, but just depends on the time zone. Um, but anyway, today's no different. So um, in studio, I have the face, but not the body of Logan Wolf. <laughs> the body and the face are actually at home, but I can see a portion of them. He's joining us online. How are you, brother? I am well, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Um, you and I have recently hooked up with a number of other pastors, um, kind of an idea of, of uh, Robert Marshall. Um, you know, he kind of initiated it, but it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a group of guys that are getting together that are kingdom-minded, that want to make disciples of, of people and, and really advance and grow the church. What, what, what is that? Tell if you can tell people what that is and, and, and maybe um, what it is that we're trying to do. Oh yeah, man, I'd be happy to do that. So we basically came together and um, fleshed out this acronym mile M I L E. And it stands for multiple churches uh, focused on an intentional location, making a limited commitment um, for evangelism. And so basically it's, we're going to look at an area and say, what would it look like for a group of us to pool our resources for X amount of weeks or months and pray for that location, um, that city, that neighborhood, that ministry, whatever we're focused on there and pour in manpower, volunteers, money, prayer, all this for the purpose of seeing people come to Jesus. And then basically go into another place, another ministry, another location, doing the same thing and just being really open-handed with we're going to help make disciples in this area and we're going to hand them off to the brothers and sisters there. And we're going to do the same thing over here. And so I think it's, I'm excited about it because of its simplicity. Um, but I think it'll create some real synergy and some camaraderie among the uh, pastors and the churches here in Utah. Yeah. Amen. And we need, man, we need more of that. That's uh, I love, yes, I, I love the kingdom minded idea that says, look, I, I'm not looking 
to just benefit my local church if I'm a pastor. Yeah. I understand the church is far bigger than the four walls of my church or this church or that church, right? And I use my church, you know, very very lucratively, not not in a not in a in a strict sense. But anyway, all that to say, I I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes and I think you're kind of taking the lead on some things, which I think is great. And so I'm excited, man. Yeah. You got some, you got some, you got some wisdom in this area, which is why we're going to talk about this area a little bit today. We're going to talk about sure. discipleship, um, but you know, we're going to take a little bit of a different angle at it, um, and that is when you are in the process of making somebody a disciple. Meaning, obviously, God makes the disciple, but when we're called to make disciples of all nations. Um, there's a part of that that I think sometimes we lose. And that is there's a part of patience because we like things really quick. You receive Jesus. Great. Now mature, act wise, and don't do dumb things. <laughs> and if you do, there's yeah. something wrong with your heart. <laughs> well, there's, <laughs> there's always something wrong with our heart. Right. So, but, but there's, you know, if you're on this end of, of mentoring somebody, you're on the end of, of pouring in your life and your heart to somebody there's there's a need for patience, right? And so what I want to do is I want to kick this off with kind of a, a verse, and I want to throw it over to you, and then have you kind of expand on this idea of, of what it what it is we're doing when we're making a disciple and what what we should expect. And so this is actually out of Mark chapter four, um, and it's in verse twenty, um, verse twenty six. Jesus tells this very short parable that that is kind of similar to the parable of the sower but he doesn't explain this one, but we can infer certain things from the parable of the sower. He says this, he says, the kingdom of God is like if a man should scatter seed on the ground, he sleeps and rises night and day and the seeds um, uh, sprouts and grows. He knows not how the earth produces by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe at once, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. And so this seems to be kind of a, a continuation from this parable of the sower when, he, when he's talking about the good soil. And the reason we know that mm -hmm. is because the good soil was the only soil that produced a crop. And so now he's telling us about this seed that seems to be you know spread in this good soil. And there's a process to it. He says it sprouts once it's once it's sown. It says there's the blade, there's the ear, then there's the full grain. And the idea that he's saying here, Logan, is that there's a natural process through which a plant grows in the same way, <clears throat> this is a parable of a spiritual truth, there's a spiritual process through which a person grows. And you can't usurp the process from going from the blade to the full grain. <laughs> so so yeah. talk about what... The expectation is when a person comes to the Lord and somebody wants to disciple them. Yeah. Well, first I want to just say, I think this is a great topic to press into um, because it, I think we said this in our last conversation, the last time you had me on, it kind of moves discipleship outside the realm of it's an eight week course or it's a 10 week class or something. You know, I've been discipled because I went to that class for, for yeah. a couple months. Uh, and this, this illustration here, this parable shows it is a much longer ongoing sort of, uh, of, uh, walk with Christ and with other, with other believers. So, um, I think that's, that's tremendous. It also shows us that uh, our own hearts as disciple makers, because you touched on just a second, the impatience of like, go ahead and be mature and quit making unwise decisions. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. We'll turn and do that to someone when, 
the things that we're learn now we're learning now in our relationship with God may have taken us years. I mean, there's lessons I've learned this last season that look, you know, in hindsight, the beauty of hindsight, it has been, man, God over the last decade has brought me to some places. And then I turn and I get impatient with someone because I share it with them and I, they don't agree with me in five minutes, you know, or they don't, <laughs> they don't start walking that way. In five, and it's taken me a whole decade. And I just, this, this is a, it kind of searches our own hearts. It reminds me of this, the story Jesus tells of the, the unforgiving servant, right? He's forgiven and then goes but from the king and then goes and threatens someone else. It doesn't extend the same mercy and grace. And I just, anyway, this topic just reminded me of my own heart, my own tendency to be impatient. There is this, I, I mean, the flesh is so, oh man, it's so wicked. Is it not? I mean, it, yeah. it just the ingrained habits of a lifetime are just tangled up in our hearts and in our minds and in our physical bodies. And, and man, I, I praise God when I hear testimonies and stories where sometimes people are, are freed of some things instantaneously. Um, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. But then I think it's just as much something to celebrate when you see over someone's lifetime, this continual moving towards Jesus and those, those barbs and those things from the world beginning to fall off in that process. And so I do think the fact that Jesus gives us the illustration of a harvest and the wheat, particularly this, this something that plays out over a period of time, instead of something, you know, he could have said a falling star, you know, which happens an instant, it's an instant, or he could have used bamboo, which you can sit and watch bamboo grow, but he gave us this longer illustration. And like you said, in a couple places, not just here in this one passage that I think speaks to this is an ongoing, I'm walking this out in my own life and with someone else. And there's got to be this this give and take, this understanding that it's it's a process. Yeah, you, you know, I'm as you're talking, I'm reminded of the parable of the sower and and the the good soil. And it says something interesting. It says um, all all of those soils that he mentions there, they all heard the word, but the good soil, there was one thing added. It said this heard the word and accepted it and bore mm-hmm. fruit. And and that word accepted is very interesting because interesting because when I, when I read the good soil and what it yields, I've always been troubled. Like, okay, some were 30 fold, some were 60 fold and some were a hundred fold. Like are these classes of Christians, like some are just really holy and some get it and others, they're just not really that good at it. And they're destined to a, a life of media, mediocrity. I mean, I don't understand this. Right. But, but then that, that word, it's, it's an interesting word. And I want you to, I want you to talk about the principle behind this where it says, they accepted it. The, the word accepted there, it's it's from two words. One is para, to come alongside, but the other one is interesting. It's to grab the hand of a family member and pull them close. It's almost mm-hmm. like a young child where they're yours and you grab them, you hold them close, and you do not let them go for anything. And so to those that hear God's word, they're, they're being made disciples and they accept what he has to say to the extent that they accept will be the extent to which they bear fruit. In other words, we're not born 30-fold or 60-fold or 100-fold. We grow in those areas, right? So you might be a young Christian, like you're saying, you're being discipled, but you don't have the faith of somebody who's been walking with Jesus for 40 years and made a lot of mistakes, right? right? And so so if you're making a disciple, you know, what, what do you, how, how do you instill this idea 
inside a person so they don't get discouraged when they're comparing their newer life to one who's a super saint, so to speak, who's walked with Jesus for so long. And they're yeah. like, I'll never get it. Look at them. I don't pray like them. I don't act like them. I like the things that they don't like. Like, how do you prepare that person? <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this uh, well, real, real, real quick, because we're going to come up to a break. So I want to take a break real quick, and okay. then we're going to answer that on the other side. You listen to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. Hey, welcome back to the program. I um, in studio today uh, via via the phone line with uh, Logan Wolf, um, and I just asked you a question, Logan. How do you prepare a person who's who's a newer disciple? How do you prepare them for the reality as they look out at all the other mature Christians that that isn't you right now? Don't get discouraged. There's a growth process. How do you do that? Yeah, no, I, and I think that's the real. I think that's a real barrier. Um, and people, so you can, you can easily get discouraged when you start looking horizontally, right. And you're looking across the room, across the, the, the table or whatever, across the pews. Um, we always remind people, I mean, the goal is Jesus. And so I'm just ta- we're taking steps towards Jesus and the way you kind of broke down the word there, you know, we're receiving this and taking someone's like a fam, taking a family member's hand and walking. Um, I think as long as we're walking, I mean, that's, that's the wind and that's the wind. And if we're going to walk you know, you're taking, you know, I have a, I have two small children. I've got a two-year-old and a six-year-old. Okay. Well, their steps are not my steps. Right. Uh, so if I'm going to bring my two-year-old along with me on a walk, we're going to go at a much slower pace than if it's just me and my wife, or it's just me by myself. Um, and, but we're making progress. And I think that's a, a, the approach we take to, to disciple making and let people know, Hey, we're going towards Jesus. And we need to celebrate every act of obedience because, I, and again, we might have talked about this last time. Obe- discipleship is not just head knowledge. I'm not just trying to accumulate a bunch of Bible trivia. Um, discipleship is learning to obey Jesus. And so every act of obedience, I think, needs to be celebrated and applauded, and we continue to move forward. So, you know, talk about generosity. If someone, you know, they're giving, they give for the very first time and they give some sultry sum, some tiny little but that's the first time they've ever given then praise God. Let's celebrate that or before uh, maybe even out loud in public and they pray in their small group or they pray in a service and they're bumbling around and they're saying that maybe they slip in a curse word. I don't know, but they're praying out loud. Like <laughs> I've seen it happen. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, that's a huge win. Right. And so we want to applaud that. And we won't, we don't want to be guilty as disciple makers of, holding someone who's just come to faith to the same standard as someone who's been faithfully walking with Jesus, like you said, for years and years and years. Um, now we also don't want to, we also don't want to give people that's been walking with Jesus for years and years and years, this pass to slip back on some of those areas too. You know, we're, we're doing this together. Um, but I, I think that we just keep, man, we're taking, like you said, taking their hand and walking at whatever pace. And as they grow and mature, those strides will get longer and we'll, we'll make some more inroads. But I think just celebrating every win has to be at the forefront of this. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It makes total sense. In fact, let me phrase a question this way. You know, 
I think a lot of times what will happen is we'll be walking with somebody, you know, as, as we're discipling them and, you know, towards maturity and there's failure, right? Um, and, and, and in fact, in the beginning, it might be with a particular issue. You know, I know lust is a huge issue with, in our society today with men. So let's just say you're, you're walking with somebody and, and it's, it's a, it's a one step forward, three steps back. Right. And then it, becomes a one step forward, two steps back, and then a one step forward, one step back, and eventually two steps forward, one step back, three steps. What, what, what I found is that mm. we, you know, w- when we get to a place where, you know, okay, we, we took, you know, we were at a one step forward, three steps back, and there's a real discouragement on those two steps back, right? But, but then when we get yeah. to three steps forward, one step back, there's equal discouragement for the two steps back. And, and I think a lot of people focus on like, man, I haven't changed at all. Right. But, but now instead of, you know, instead of them, you know, falling every day, twice a day, now they're falling once every four months. Like what you're saying is why, why don't we celebrate the, 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 the forward movement, even though it's not perfect. Yeah. And I, man, and I think that's why it's so important to recognize that our faith is to be lived out in community and connected to other believers. I think last time I used that word witness, being with people, because sometimes you get in your own head and you're so close, obviously, to yourself, your own life. You don't see that progress and you're always coming down hard on yourself, whereas other brothers and sisters can look and can speak into that and say, no, man, th- you know, this time last year. Or this time six months ago, you were having this battle and this battle, and you know we didn't. You were dis. You would you'd be gone. We didn't know where you were, and I and can actually remind you, man. God is at work in your life, and there's something life giving, and that again, that discipleship type relationship where others are speaking into it and encouraging you along the way. Uh, and we, again, I think that's for disciple makers. We need to be reminded to do that, and when we see that growth, to speak, you know, and point it out and celebrate it and applaud it and draw their attention to it for the, the sake of encouragement and to not to be, not to be discouraged in it. Um, it's man, I've just, there's we're some brothers and sisters running with us now that it gets six months ago, a year ago. I mean, they're a totally different person today. And if, if we don't tell them that they, they get discouraged because they're fighting some different battles now. Right. And so it's, uh, I think it's so important to speak into that. Um, I mean, think of all those one another commands. I think this ties into this where it tells us to encourage one another um, and there's also the one tells us to be patient with one another, because sometimes we can think people aren't, you know, where they should be, where to be patient, be encouraging, walk with them in this. And, uh, we walk this out in community. So yeah, I think yeah. that's great. A- Amen. You know, I, I think of, you know, when people are, you know, if a person's lo- looking in the mirror every single day, multiple times a day, and let's say they're, they're, they're gaining weight or they're losing weight, right? They're sorry. Let's go. The, let's go the positive way. They're, they're, they're losing weight. <laughs> They don't, they don't typically see it because they're looking at it every single day. It's almost like they're inoculated to the change, right? But then you get somebody that they haven't seen in eight months and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. you look great. You know, look how much weight you've lost, right? And, and here's the thing, they, they're not as shocked and they don't see it as kind of as yeah. clear as that person does. And I think sometimes in discipleship, that is that plays out where they're watching themselves they're living with themselves every day and and they don't see the growth per se right but then somebody else looks in and they go man this is an altogether different person right 
And so, and so how do you teach a person who's, who's walking with the Lord and growing, how do you teach them to have grace for themselves? Because God has mm-hmm. it for them. God, you know, but we're often way harder on ourselves. Yeah, that's, man, isn't that the truth? And I don't know if there's an easy answer to that because the the, the natural inclination of my own heart is to, man, I'm, I'm a terrible person. I'm not, this, <laughs> you know, it's like that's your mind goes there if, except for, for the grace of God. And so I think keeping that very point in front of people, like I'm not trying to perform. Like I've this, this ties back to even some clarity maybe around what Jesus has done for us because discipleship is not a process of, earning anything. That's right. I'm not trying to earn love or forgiveness or acceptance or worthiness. Like all that's taken care of by Jesus. This is just now getting to run with Jesus, right? I get to walk with my savior and he's just, he changes me as I do that. And so uh, that may be a point of some clarity on the front end. And, uh, and then again, not, not shying away from the outside, speaking into speaking into what we see happening. So there's probably a both and kind of coupled together there. I don't know why people are so stingy with kind and encouraging words. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you know, I feel like it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take just if you see it and celebrate it and say it. And I just, it's so life-giving um, to other brothers and sisters when we just, man, we see something good and we point it out and celebrate it and, and thank God for it. I just, I think we just need to get in a better habit of that. So all Yeah. Of us. You know, it's interesting because I, I, God does it right. I mean, I think when Jeremiah <laughs> is at his lowest point and he's just like, curse the day I was born and I don't want to be here and every, every, you know, and he's just, I don't want to do this anymore. God comes to him and he says something interesting. He says, if you extract the precious from the vial, you can be my servant. In other words, God's never going to ask us to do something that he is not able to do. And so if he's telling us, hey, there's something precious mm-hmm. in this, but all you've got right now is vile. What this and what that? It, take out the precious and then you'll be able to serve me. And I think God's able to extract the precious from the vile. I don't think it's a, you know, oh, this, you know, this guy's, this guy's a servant and you know, he's addicted to whatever it is. He's addicted to alcohol and drugs and he's never going to, so it's an all or nothing. I I think God is able to point out the encouraging things in the midst of the discouraging things, right? But we only want to focus on one thing. And so our whole life is a wreck. I can't do this Christian thing. It's like, okay, you're struggling with this, but hey, man, you've been faithful to come to church and I watched you pray for some people. Why do you think it's all vile? You know, and I think right. you're right. We need to change the mind of the discipler, yeah. you know, the one being discipled and say, hey, look, <clears throat> you know, I think it's, I think that's honorable to the Lord. I, man, I, I completely agree with that because how many times we, we see someone whose life is in shambles, there's deep hurt, deep brokenness, deep sin. And the, the natural inclination, this, this is why Jesus has to command us to be patient with each other because we're not. So the natural inclination <laughs> is, is to be like, this person's, I'm just going to write them off. But then, man, you see God work over, over a season and tr- like beautiful stories come out of that brokenness. And that was all taking place there at the same, in, in the midst of it. And we just chose not to press in and acknowledge it and celebrate it. But I think there is something powerful when we acknowledge God is always at work and yeah. he's not just abandoned. He's not abandoning us. Yeah. Uh, us personal as disciple makers are those that we're trying to disciple or to share Jesus with God is at work. Yeah. And we just need to celebrate that, man. Amen. Amen. In 30 seconds, 
um, encourage the people that might be discouraged because they're walking with someone and the someone isn't getting it. 30 seconds. Man, I, I, I said this, it is not on you. Like this, God is the one that's going to change their heart. God is the one who has known that person more intimately and longer than you ever have. And God's desire, as much as you want that person to get it, God wants it even more. In fact, we have the promise. The reason he's lingering on wrapping things up in the world is because he wants that person to come to know him and walk in faith. Amen. Hey, Logan, we're out of time for this episode, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, joining us. And man, I want to talk to you a little bit more off air. So um, if you're listening to Shouts of Grace as a regular uh, listener, um, we'll welcome you back next time. Until then, God bless you guys. And we'll see you later. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.